0: What, you, what are you guys up to? I, uh, uh,
1: well, somebody threw out a telescope, so now I own an old telescope.
2: Yeah. <laughs> my cats have started watching TV. Oh, I'm going with the telescope story. Uh- <laughs> oh, that's
1: actually surprising. What are your cats watching on TV?
2: Uh, it's cat TV. It's like birds and squirrels oh. and junk. So this uh, is very er- funny
1: because my sister's dog watches dog TV, and it's like squirrels and birds and also like people walking dogs and like dogs playing fetch and my sister's dog will just sit there literally all day and just stare at the screen wagging her tail
2: happily I I mean they love it I mean initially she was like oh I'm gonna get that fucking bird in the screen but once she you know leaped up to the screen and tried that and then looked behind the screen and realized they weren't there either you know I think she gets the gist and uh, now she just kind of hangs out uh enjoys the vibe and sleeps yep. on her bed
1: there were a couple times when she'd put it on for my sister's dog and uh, and you'd see the there was like this one where it was like a dude just like doing trick just like having his dog do tricks at like the wharfs in like new york somewhere and just like for whatever reason just totally normal video of a dude getting his border collie to do like tricks and shit uh just Lady, the the dog just went fucking nuts for it. It was bizarre. What do you mean tricks? Like, do you mean like kick flips or? Like I mean an ollie? basically, you know, it's a border collie. Those are extra animals. A
0: skateboarder collie. Hey, <laughs> this nice. is my new character, Joker Jared. Uh, okay. He comes up with the oh, no. best joke. No, is it all alliteration for all these? Yes. What is the point of doing anything unless it's an alliteration? Haven't you, haven't you listened to any of my intros?
1: It's true. shit. That's why You're right. all the best characters like Mickey Mouse and Minnie
0: Mouse, thank and you, Donald thank Duck, you. and Mega Man. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> technically, yeah, Mega Man is an alliteration.
0: I he's not called Nifty Man because that would just sound stupid. I bet is you feels ugly. Is sorry. Mega Man
1: officially one word,
0: uh, or is it two? It's not in the logos, but it could be as his name. <laughs> If I search Mega Man, uh, Capcom has it as not two words. The trademark is Mega Spaceman. Interesting. So, there you go. No hype. Although, I bet Mega Man one word is also uh, trademarked. Acceptable? This is is good, this like is this like
1: Hydro City Zone versus Hydrosity Zone?
0: God damn no, we, it. You know, audience, we could have been talking about uh, Telescope Video and oh. Space. And the, I mean, the, it's not interesting. The James it's, it's less interesting Webb than telescope I was has done that's true. and Daniel trying to recreate the James Webb telescope <laughs> so, on a much smaller. Well, so somebody scale.
1: it was it was the like bulk furniture items garbage day where you could just throw out fucking anything. And I was going for a walk in the evening on Tuesday. and there's just you can throw front, out anything. There's just a telescope out front, and I've never done this where I've seen somebody throwing out something and been like, or I've seen a couple things where like it would be funny to grab this like a shitty table or like something like that, just something impractical and just bring it home onto my walk. Be like, hey, look what you I found! Lived. It followed me home. But then I saw That's this telescope, level
2: and I'm of like, trust in things I'm not capable of.
1: I saw this telescope, yeah. and I'm like, you know, I think this time I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna actually grab somebody else's garbage and make it my treasure. And <laughs> uh, it's like a from. Some quick Googling, it's, was it Tazco? It's like this Japanese company that makes all kinds of stuff, but they've been making this brand of cheap telescope for like 60 years. It's been this exact, it's like a T66E something or something. But like, uh, from my quick Googling, it's like this one's from the 80s, it's like 40 years old. Uh, One of them is like the front mirror's broken. And like, I don't know, I could probably find a replacement. The other one, I just need to find a way to get like inside the eyepiece that's normally supposed to be sealed up, but is again, 40 years old and has gotten dirt in it. Got to like take, figure out how to take that apart and clean it. Cause the other one works. The front mirror on it's fine. It just, the eyepiece is dirty. And then I'd have like a cheapo, what is it like a 800 mil telescope.
0: And then you could- 800 million dollars. Wow. Then you could peek on your neighbors. And okay. All well, this got sinister very quickly. downtown. Well, what else tells us it's used for? No, it's so when
1: I it's so when I, I break I guess my voyeurism.
0: You got me? Yeah, so when you. I break my leg and
1: I'm housebound in a wheelchair I yeah, that stare
0: at my windows and witness a murder. Yes, exactly. Now you're talking. A <laughs> this sexy murder made for. Yeah.
1: That's the only thing they're good for.
0: Yeah, Although, sure. I, like I
1: have to like I've been Googling and it's one of those things where if you get lucky, you can find like a complete set of replacement parts, like new in box, for like eight dollars on eBay.
2: <laughs> so just That's I wild. guess I'm that
1: person now, setting up Google alerts for an old telescope spare. I parts. found
2: my I found my hobby in the trash, Daniel, <laughs> 2022.
0: <laughs> my new hobby. Oh man, I only wish you found other cool things in the trash but unfortunately around me, most stuff that ends up on the side of streets is like ultra trash or a mattress, and I will never take a trash mattress. There was somebody on the other side of
1: the street, they were moving out. And so like the garbage day before they moved out, they just put out everything. And I was like, it would be really funny to take this like giant wooden bed frame that is on wheels and just ride it down the street back home and then it sat in the rain and the advancing fall weather for like a month and a half and just rotted into their front lawn
0: just in time to watch just in time for the people that
1: bought the house to move in and have to deal with
0: (laughs) that's new hampshire style living you put something on your lawn it becomes a it's a neat lawn feature of your house
1: that also, old truck
0: missing uh, an engine. Hey, now yep. it's a cool statue.
1: There's a similar car rotting away. What's it rotting? It's like they clean, they wash it and stuff, but it's been part. It's this old, i not, I don't know, old enough VW Bug that's been sitting in their. It's like one of the 2000s models where they were still round and not the weird modern one. Uh, it's been sitting in their driveway long enough that like the tires have completely deflated and it's just sitting on rims it's just it's been there for like 15 years and every time i walk by i'm like i should do, do i ask these people like, <laughs> hey what's up with your why is this car rotting in your driveway
0: no you just watch them with your new telescope <sighs> eyeing them from across the street wondering just... what are they doing with this truck what are they hiding what are their mysteries like the
1: the rotting car ornaments supposed to go on your lawn don't you people know anything <laughs>
0: welcome to the Funcast, everyone uh that was our uh treasure in the rough uh podcast that you were listening to before that part's over now we're into video games tim are you ready for video games i've never been more ready before in my life daniel are you ready for video games oh
1: boy am i ready
0: mm. yeah, I yeah guess you I'm didn't believe too. either of those did you <laughs> I kind of did, but I don't know. I feel like Daniel's still living in the past and wishes he had a fixed-up telescope. I I have been ready. I've been more ready for other things before in the past. I'm sorry, I lied. It's one of those days. Welcome to the middle of summer, where nothing exciting is really happening uh, in the world of gaming. We've reached reached this weird um, lull where everything is delayed till 2023, uh, and now that like. Now that we're halfway through the year, um, people are like, all the developers were like, okay, (laughs) the next six months, it's definitely not happening. Never mind. Forget it. So the only game we have to look forward to is Bayonetta 3. That's right. Release date announced for October. Out of the blue. They're just like, hey, this is where a Nintendo Direct
1: would go if we had one. So here's Bayonetta 3 on its own. It's no yeah,
2: direct, exciting. just 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 cold dropping it. It's fine,
0: man. This, this is game's like... been in development for like a million years, right? Like we talked about this in the past. It's been a while since Bayonetta two.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A long while. So uh, this is Bayonetta. Hotly Bayonetta,
1: Bayonetta two came out in twenty fourteen. Wow.
2: On
0: the uh, Wii U.
2: That's a lifetime ago, Jesus. That's a hundred and eight <laughs> years ago. Yeah. My God.
1: It it got ported to the Switch in 2018, so it's you know slightly newer feeling, but still. Jesus. Been waiting so goddamn long for Bayonetta 3.
2: Well, you, I mean, you guys are
0: the only ones that are going to play it though. How
2: yeah, it's going to be hard to pull me away from the Steam Deck, but I I mean this is probably <laughs> going to be it's like last hurrah for me. Um what what was the date they gave? Yeah, just got to you just got to follow 28th. you got to
1: follow that uh A video I linked from Lions Tech Tips telling you how to rip games from your Switch to your Steam Deck to emulate.
0: Just have a better Switch. do you do? You think you can jump into Bayonetta three, knowing nothing about Bayonetta one and two, not having played them? Have no like actually like
1: actually a hundred percent. Yes, you could do the same thing with two.
0: (laughs) It looks like they're doing like an alternate dimensions
2: thing. So even even more yes.
1: Like some of the story stuff in two cared about the stuff from one. But you could pick up on most of that either through mid-game exposition or just context clues, because they're they they was written that way. I imagine. But it's like to a, things similar.
0: the gameplay is a Devil May Cry style game, though, yes. right? Where it's like yeah, know, flashy attacks, and there's like ten mooks on it, screen. It pioneered and yeah, the, uh, the, s- sky. the slow
1: motion activation on dodging, which is you know now a staple which, of this sort of game. Which time? Which time? Which time, baby? Which it's also time? the game that you know is all about having a ridiculously oversexed main character, but it's okay because uh, she tops. <laughs> so, okay. Like the, the the exact instant in these games where Bayonetta becomes vulnerable, they stop sexualizing her, which is actually like incredible. It, huh. Like she's an incredibly well realized character for interesting someone that amount comes of restraint. As, yeah, for something that comes across as just like purely borderline pornographic. It's uh, but
2: I mean, aside mm-hmm. from like the minimal carryover story and like plot wise, it's also that they're dumb. They're very mm-hmm. dumb. So like the watch story the, is
1: watch the intro to Bayonetta two.
2: <laughs> it'll it'll teach you everything you need to know. <laughs> watch the intro to Bayonetta one.
1: Yeah, that too. I mean, two is the one where that starts with like riding in fighter jets and like cutting them in half with your feet, and the weird shopping trip. And I'm thinking more like
2: the the graveyard scene where she's dressed up as a nun and then isn't dressed up at all, and then (laughs) I think she spanks an angel. Yep. Hey, look, they're uh incredible rigid society
1: of strict christian vows can't save them from the dominatrix nun no (laughs) no hiding can't be resisted, and her leg guns. i
0: I saw this article i can't find it now but it was saying that the bayonetta writers say you don't have to you don't have to get naked or undress the character to still have fun (laughs) Yeah, so, it's because like...
1: so they they added a mode that will like apparently tone some of that stuff down if you want to like play it in a place where uh, a character's hair being their clothing and also the way they attack with is a problem. So they added a mode for that.
2: Yeah, or if you, you know, like if you live at home, crude or... mode. <laughs> yeah,
1: which gee, fair enough. <laughs> sure, it's like it's like op- options are good as it turns out.
0: They also they added, added a narrow. Banetta three said, yes. "You don't have to take her clothes off to have a good time." That was the title. And this I just, is not like I like the, the, that.
1: This is this is coming from the same character creator who, upon seeing all the inevitable Rule Thirty Four art of Banetta, was like, "You people are do- like, you need to stop this. Not the porn, mm-hmm. but you need to stop drawing her as a
2: sub. <laughs> stop that. That's not the it's character." Small, small request. But they got yep. they got Nero They got they got uh, Pump yeah. Girl with a katana uh and she summons a a chesh a big cheshire cat
1: congratulations
2: to nero on her transition her name is viola and she looks cool as shit
1: yeah
0: i don't know who this character is but it sounds exciting nobody
1: will until they play the game which is
0: exciting (laughs) um what was i gonna say about this uh how anime is bayonetta 3 is it very, like, weeb anime trope, or is it, like, no. it's really its own thing. It just lives in its own space. I'd,
2: I'd probably draw more comparisons to, like, a pseudo game than, like, yeah, it's, anime at large. Yeah, it's, pseudo
1: like, it's Japanese, it's Japanese video game inspired more so than it is ja- anime inspired.
0: Mm, Sudome. Mm, yes.
1: Because, <laughs> like, they just, nobody's interested in making anime quite like this, so. Uh,
0: I'm, d- <laughs> I'm definitely going to call it that from now Sudome. Uh all right, cool. Band at three. Keep your eyes out ears out, listener. Um, watch other... this space. <laughs> In other yeah, watch this space. Your your premier band at a cast where one third of the cast doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> um <laughs> This news story, also from Polygon, was saying that, and I guess this is kind of big news, since Bandai Namco has also had problems, like, literally just a couple years, like, last year, uh, their Dark Souls 3 multiplayer, but they were saying that it was hacked. Um, Ransomware attack. Yeah, investigating the scope of the damage, which is a scary way to say we don't know what's happening. (laughs) Especially
1: because, at least according to this article, and I guess according to Bandai Namco, it's their Asian region, which is... When Japanese publishers say Asian region, they mean like China, Vietnam, Korea, not uh, mainland Japan. So it's like this is the, I guess, the Chinese branches or of Bandai Namco internal systems have been hit by, have been claimed by a ransomware attack. Some hacker group called Black Cat claimed responsibility.
0: Which I uh, like their hey, alternate name, ELFV. A L P H yeah. V. A-L-P-H-V. Yeah, sounds more. They uh,
1: uh, are allegedly alleged to be involved in the colonial pipeline hack that shut down the that gas pipeline in the United States
2: last year. This is about the same level, right? Yeah, Yeah, pretty much.
1: Like ransomware is scary shit, and it's exactly why uh, if you're doing anything on the internet and you're a company, you should have like a billion offsite backups. Because holy shit the only way to deal with ransomware at a certain point is to just say all right we'll wipe the systems and back up cuz the backup's 6 hours old and we'll just you deal just say, with whatever
2: we lost you can you can have it we don't even care we mm-hmm. got it on an offsite location
0: well and, I, as i understand yeah. some of these ransomware's are set up so that the hackers literally don't like no one has access to it it's like a steel yeah. trap completely shut and it's like the only way to open it is to wire over the money, like, and that sets up a key that unlocks it. But, like, the data that's, like, hacked is inaccessible to everyone and everything. <laughs> like, yep. it's just totally locked off from yeah, the which, world. which is
1: why, if you don't have a good recent backup, you're fucked. Because yeah. paying the ransomware is no guarantee. And that's a shitty thing to have to do. And B, like, if you don't pay, it's like, well, you know, it's... The uh, as is uh, a lot of the times, the problem with like computer viruses and malware and stuff is there's an obvious problem, which is we can't access this data or this server or this you know system, brought more broadly speaking. But what else might it be in, right? What actually and like what is reliant on this server? What is reliant on this system? If we pull it offline and go to a backup, will it knock everything else out for six hours while we reinitialize everything, right? Will Probably what's on this ser- like you know because so many servers are so distributed and like network drives and all this kinds of stuff we're like okay it's on these sets of drives that are connected to this system but they like our that cloud. rack that rack is shared with like user data and like some of it is like internal financial information that like was just put there because that's where the our storage server determined there was space for it right and it's like fuck man Shit's scary it sounds, and it sucks, and I, I feel bad for the IT people who have to deal with that because they're it, probably not local. Yeah, it sounds.
2: It sounds like we're not going to hear anything interesting to come out of this, other than hey, they got. Other targeted. than it
1: happened, yeah, and like hopefully it's not user information that is compromised because just because it's ransomware and it's locked up doesn't always mean it's uh it's a full lock. Could be one way.
2: Yeah, I don't want them <laughs> to know that I respect for the
0: last boss in Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most sensitive data at all I don't want them to know that I'm nobody a sub.
2: nobody can know that it's not my fault Yeah,
0: and it's like my
2: build wasn't good for it
0: and like Bandai Namco there's
1: they do a lot of stuff TV movies video games
2: hobbies yeah it's like Bring they do so much this. shit so who knows Top secret gunpla blueprints <laughs> um, they actually just
1: they actually just announced the high-grade gunpla for the upcoming uh was it witches of mercury or whatever gundam series that look
0: but cool. you can't you can't get it it's locked in hacker hacker town it's gone damn it the schematics are lost um friendly reminder do not open uh links inside emails to people you don't recognize
2: where are you, you fu- what are you the fucking it lead in at my fucking company reminder.
0: even from
1: people you do recognize don't click links and emails
2: Make sure you check the email.
0: Yeah. I always think this is funny, but my my mom actually fell for like you know how some companies do the internal IT thing, where mm-hmm. it's like a fake email and you click it and but it's like it's there to educate people not to do that so yep. like you can fail that test. <laughs> my, my mom was one of those people that failed one of those, and I'm always like, how could you do my this? Dad, like, it, uh, it said my said it dad, was from uh, for, from the person I know, and I'm like, yeah, but
1: <laughs> that my be dad anyone. said he almost failed one. It because it was like oh shit i was expecting this email from somebody within the next hour and that was happened to be when it sent out the test email
2: Oof. <laughs> sometimes like, we, get, uh, we get we hey, get we get like hey like warning for like phishing like emails uh from from uh like our, T- our it and i'm like when they come out it's sporadic so i'm like did somebody get hit
0: <laughs> did it happen yeah it happened didn't it uh speaking of not checking links. Apparently the Skate 4 developers are asking people to not play a leaked build. So, <laughs> uh, apparently so, a version of the game got out and they so don't want people to play it.
1: This is very funny because today they announced that like the final name where it's Skate Skate 4 is not Skate 4, it's Skate with a period at the end,
2: which is a, we on the Doom round, okay. Which is a mm-hmm. bad name. Uh and,
1: like, they're saying it'll be, like, a free-to-play, cross-play, cross-progression, pay-for-cosmetics sort of thing, which is... Uh, I guess if the leak build got out, I can say I was in the closed play test for this over the last weekend. Because uh, you can just go play that, even though they asked you not to. Uh, I just think it's very funny, because when, like, they're very upfront and saying this is, like, pre-pre-pre-alpha, and, like, yeah dude it's so pre-alpha shit doesn't have textures or if it does it's like monocolored. it's uh real early
0: i love this video this is great yeah. this is prototyping yeah it hardcore. is
1: it is incredibly early and i think this is the same build that got out for the uh pre-alpha insider testing thing and yeah it it's skate It's a really, really early version of it. And then today they're just like, hey, here's the real name. It's going to be free, which is cool because I don't know how you would convince people to pay $60 for Skate in 2022.
0: Well, we understand you're excited to get into the game. We encourage you to be careful when downloading files from unknown sur- sources. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what happened to Bandai. It's all linked. <laughs> so, oh, in,
2: they were playing the skate demo. They somebody were trying to get to The South Korean skate.
0: branch was <laughs> yeah. doing a leaked build of skate. They got the torrent from <laughs> South Korea scene and they were like, oh, yeah, let's play this. Oh, I no. I do like,
1: like the, the earnestness that the devs for Skate have around this leaked build, they're like, just like, please don't, because it's so early, we don't want you to feel like this is, it's such an early build, we don't want you to, yeah, like, we don't want, we don't want everybody to see this. We want to invite people to see our shame. Don't look.
0: They don't seem that bummed out by it, though. No,
1: but it's like, it's more of like, just like, like, guys, please don't. We know how
0: people on the internet can be about
1: early builds of things and expectations
2: i mean what's what's a little bit of
0: incidental guerrilla marketing between friends yeah. <laughs> we- uh i mean that wouldn't surprise me either um so that was the ransom hack cast um uh, moving on to games i know we said we were going to talk about games we're getting there all right how many of you all right we're among friends here how many of you are scalies
2: no,
1: I follow <laughs> Gators daily on Twitter. That's about uh, as far well, as I'll well go. Oh no, I don't think that's what he meant.
0: Now you can finally live your scaly fantasy in World of Warcraft. Okay, You guys, guys playing World of Warcraft still? No, I, oh. I mean not well, still,
1: but I have I have been known to be that guy that buys the expansion and plays for a month.
0: So they announced the new. Um, Whoops! Ignore that. I'm just sending the link here. They introduced the new character class uh, or character uh, race. You can play as the dragon race, and uh, I thought that was neat because WoW yeah, is still relevant I, somehow. Twenty. I mean, uh, as good as much as I later.
1: As much as I like Final Fantasy XIV, I still like WoW's combat is still just so smooth and silky. And like responsive in a way that no other MMOs ever has been. Uh, so it's still got that going for it. And like, I think these dragon people look pretty cool.
2: Did they do the uh, <laughs> worgen thing where like you could choose to yeah. not be an anthropomorphic? There's like, a, there's a
1: human form and you get like scale crests and they're like vaguely crown shaped in a way that I find extremely appealing.
0: What I found amusing about this was I heard there was a response to this that was like, when did World of Warcraft become about furries? And then, like, immediately uh, the response was like, yeah, like a Wasn't there, like, three expansions ago you could be a panda? <laughs> like, yep. Have you seen the game World of War? Torrens are around. You played it? Yeah, Torrens have been around for a long time. Uh it's like that meme always has been, you know, like always has been. Hey, where have like, you been, man? Like these are these are hot fuckable lizards now. What do you want? Now you can play them and now it's they Why are you complaining? Next race, I hope, is uh birds, so they can complete the animal failure. Oh, maybe some, some Corvid people I am just go.
1: saying that there has been a certain degree of response that you might imagine might conceive of when somebody announces uh a new race in a video game that the female dragons aren't sexy enough
0: that's 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 everything wow does everything wow does is there's these (laughs) complaints from their forums about how they're repressing (laughs) our our sexual drives
2: just in cells for days
0: like I'm just, I, like, I'm
2: just um, saying they, that response is yeah. out
1: there, and to be fair, has been met resoundingly with bully, with cyber and laughter, which is the correct response.
0: <laughs> like when they redesigned Jaina, uh Proud Stand, Yes, uh, <laughs> it's that like the got, exact like, same thing. The most ridiculous internet outrage ever. Uh, do you guys ever? I don't know if we talked about this on this podcast, but did you guys ever see that tweet about how they wanted to make Aloy sexy? And they redesigned yes. Aloy for, to make her so, sexy and the internet shat all over that person. So the best that part about time. that
1: the best part about that meme image where the, the Yassification of Aloy is that it was done first for a post on gaming circle jerk, which is entirely about laughing at this sort of thing, and then somebody oh. saw that image <laughs> and was like, Yes, this is a good idea and posted it unironically.
0: Oh no. <laughs> which is... Oh, no. wow. Wow, is, that is magnifique i was talking about that the other day and uh it's poe's law uh because yep. i was like there's got to be a term for when something becomes ironic until it's not and i guess uh that that is poe's law uh which you guys are probably more familiar with if you're r- 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 familiar with internet stuff as i am or as if you because you guys are more familiar with internet stuff than i am for i don't know i I just didn't hear this one what's that supposed to mean i don't know i said it and then i felt bad i just wanted to say that i'm (laughs) the stupid one for not knowing it um but every parody of extreme views can be mistaken by some readers for a sincere expression of the views being parody and like i feel like in 2022 oof, that's that
2: yeah yeah we're playing that game on hard mode yeah no that that alloy thing i just kept thinking how they made her look like Alexandra daddario and <laughs> why would you put that in this game full of uh probably incredibly stinky people with no makeup oh
0: god dirty it was- smelly
1: people look some people look somebody's way more into that version of the game where everyone is actually just filthy
0: it's true when are we gonna get our cave people world of warcraft those are the character races i want to play <laughs> The Next people. race
1: expansion: Knolls and Furbolgs
2: got a slider oh, yeah. for how stinky you want to be. It's great.
0: How much your like your your brow color like the, co- what, like protrudes from the top of your head? What color the
1: candle your are cobbled? Your uh, like how
0: how matted do you want your fur to be with shit and piss? Oh yeah, <laughs> now we're talking. Make um, your dragon filthy. My last news piece here is: I saw this trailer for this game, and I was like. I don't understand what this is. Then everyone was said, oh, it's Kirby Fall Guys. And I went, oh, I got to understand that. Kirby Fall Guys, let me watch this trailer again. And uh, this new game, Kirby's Dream Buffet, uh, is the one I'm referring to. And I started watching it again. And I don't know what this game is. And no matter how many times I watch this trailer, I don't know what this game is. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> What is this game? Explain it to me. Someone, did make another game like this before? I mean, isn't, not exactly it, the same, but
1: isn't this the basically the racing mini game from Kirby's Dreamland or whatever? Oh no, one? I'm thinking
0: that uh, yes. Kirby Tilt and Tumble is what it's, this reminded me of. It is the racing game from Superstar Saga, except it's 3D and it's four player and it includes other players. But it is the same idea. You run to the end and you eat food along the way. And whoever gets to the end and ate the most food wins, right? But like, how is that a game and not a mini game, right? This is not a DLC. This is not, you know, uh, something that's attached to something else. This is its own standalone product. I I think it might be free to play. Uh, It doesn't say. It just says it'll be available to download.
2: Uh, yeah, no, they're saying it's an eShop exclusive, so it might be like a budget title, as far as Nintendo is capable of that. Um. I do like the key art
0: though. It's uh, yeah, I mean, it's it looks adorable and like it looks like four-player Fall Guys. It's a very guys. large round Kirby. <laughs> yeah, if you watch the like uh, when they when they do the like they do a weigh-in at the end, and that's how you know if you won or not. Uh, and I like all their faces like if you uh, look at this it's
1: super weird that whatever it is they all have this like, like shock
0: face and then the one that wins is like
1: yay like when I was first watching it I was like oh this is the, this year's version of like a Tetris 99 because they've done a couple but it's not yeah. it's like four it's player not. local multiplayer <laughs> yes I don't understand it yeah. Do you I don't know like how to local? get
0: that many people in one room What? oh it has online oh, because the, <sighs> the
1: Nintendo store pa- page says it's a local game
0: Oh, no, they downscoped the multiplayer out of it. That sucks. It says number of players,
1: single system, one to four.
0: (laughs) I don't, I just, I really don't understand what this game is. I like Kirby. It just, after Kirby had such a huge win with Forgotten Land in this, like, really, like, new game style, and it was really epic, and they have not done a Kirby thing, and then they do this, like, weird Kirby side experience with nothing, like, explained about it. I don't know. I'm just weirded out by it. I mean,
2: it reminds me of the uh, the ones they were throwing out on the ds uh what was it, canvas curse yeah. uh and
0: like you know they just kind of try something out a little side game and then uh you know they call it a day like kirby's yarn well even kirby's yarn was pretty cool um but yeah i don't know i don't know uh all right moving on to okay i need all of you listeners and uh tim and daniel get on your protective gear We're venturing out into the sludge.
2: Yeah, let me just shoot.
0: Got it. Very good. Very good. If you guys could see Tim like I can, he has a full radioactive jumpsuit with yellow gloves, yellow boots, and a ski mask. Really hot in here. (laughs) It does not breathe well.
1: I, Uh, I don't need anything. My skin has been hardened by repeated exposure
0: i thought you're gonna say the canadian winters it's it's bark like (laughs) it's bark like
1: at this point it's terrible
0: uh and as for myself uh my protective gear is going to be my endless cynicism and uh unrealistic expectations that i uh don't think the world's gonna make it and we'll see (laughs) so based on that welcome to the nft zone doo, 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 doo. um if you guys uh, have been following our podcast for a bit you'll know that we're super web three bro crypto bros we believe in the future of blockchain hey, you're going the blockchain bro uh every Get sound moon, light, bro every uh every one minute clip from our podcasts are their own individual nfts uh starting sale at 0.1 ethereum there's a lot of bidders, so get in on that.
2: <laughs> We've burned 40 acres of forest to give you
0: NFTs. And premium pricing. And where do we sell these? That's right, on the newest, hottest NFT marketplace. Games. Dot sorry. Uh- oh. <laughs> nope, GameStop. That's right. That lovable game company you remember from last year where they were like, hey, we're going to change out our board of directors because of memes and (laughs) the stock memes. Well, they've taken the stock meme to its only logical conclusion a year and a half later and have launched their NFT storefront. Now, you might be wondering what's on a GameStop NFT storefront. Sadly, the same shit that's on every NFT storefront. A bunch of weird AI generated images that you can buy for real dollars to not own but have like, oh god i
2: yeah. yeah just go to dolly mini punch in some fucking letters and words and uh take whatever you get and plop it on there and you're uh, you got an nft baby they, and, uh, and that that they,
0: generates they, value somehow for well, people like
1: like last week or start of this week or something the like coo stepped down in a earnings call cause and then they like reiterated their commitment to NFTs and it's like, you guys own brick and mortar
0: stores that
1: are still somehow around. What do
0: you Ugh Yeah Ugh So this is the future of GameStop somehow?
1: <laughs> I'm still I... so mad that they went <laughs> what forward. A short with, future it is
0: <laughs> with rebranding
1: <laughs> all the E B games up here into GameStops. Which is like, <laughs> ugh.
2: That was the it just American thing.
1: Get out of here. Every like time. How, you...
0: Oh
2: god. I like. I like how the the thread, the, the the GameStop NFT thread is like it's like six tweets long, and everyone is just like clown post, fucking <laughs> uh, clown card. Like it's just guys. Why? Why do you keep? Why do people keep doing this? You know the reaction. You know what it's gonna be.
1: Do you know what I... the reaction is? The reaction is pretty similar. Uh, the. the <laughs> the brazil international games festival last week this is by kotaku developer mark ventarelli of chroma squad was scheduled to give a talk called the future of game design a few seconds in he flipped and revealed the presentation's real title quote why nfts are a nightmare <laughs> to a room full of applause and some oh extremely angry nft and crypto event sponsors who apparently tried to break into the call
2: and stop it which oh my god that's amazing way
1: to go mark ventarelli
2: i mean he had to have cleared this with like the event organizers either
0: way so they didn't give a shit
1: oh it's beautiful
0: that's amazing who are the nft organizers uh the sponsors got really mad yeah i would love to know who the sponsors were
1: yeah it's like um because the talk is in portuguese which makes it a little annoying to uh the oh, so the Kotaku article doesn't even give them the time of day. It's like listing who the sponsors are, which like, hey, good for you. <laughs> I guess I could watch the the talk if I really cared to know, but uh, it was apparently These a number of crypto, NFT, here. and blockchain companies.
0: These people are outsiders here. They're not important. They're just trying to buy their relevance because they have no actual influence over the future of our industry. If you just give them the space, this space uncontested, you're just giving them exactly what they want and buying their narrative that they're relevant. Man, is that not the truth? So anyways, mm-hmm. GameStop is buying the narrative that NFTs are relevant, so that yep. they can probably court funding. Is that what this uh, is? Yep. I don't know. It's hard
2: to tell how genuine any company is when they bullshit like this because it's it's so it's so toxic to like to the touch. Like, wh- are you any any reasonable person that goes this route should know what the response is going to be like fucking immediately.
0: I want you to I want you to listen to this tweet, if you will, from GameStop. <clears throat> the non-custodial Ethereum-based marketplace allows you to truly own your own digital Sorry, right, I asset tuned out. On, no, no, wait we'll till the end. On okay. Loopring loop Layer 2 for high-speed, low-fee secure transactions. Very cool. Very GameStop.
2: Ripping me <laughs> off? Yeah, that is very GameStop. Can you? Very cool. Oh, that's incredible. Period.
0: Very GameStop.
2: You guys You're want to go to right. wallet.gamestop.com?
1: You're right, a bad deal is very GameStop. <laughs> very GameStop. <laughs> how many, no How, one many, wants how this. much store credit will you give me for my apes? I want to trade my apes in for Bayonetta 3. GameStop,
2: oh, I, just like need, I need 20. more Slurp juices. GameStop, I need more Slurp juices. Please, 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 please. <sighs> oh
0: my god. Speaking of Ethereum and environments, a single ETH transaction consumes enough energy to power the average US household for about two weeks. <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! Yeah, uh, that's rough. A stupid idea by stupid people. Very cool. Very GameStop. <laughs> uh Yeah. So this is wild, and uh, I don't know why it exists, and I don't know why GameStop's so adamant about this. They also seemingly put a lot of like work into this website and marketplace. Like, this is not a casual thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know how long it. it's gonna like stick around or be here. How many marketplaces People are there? People have been An- saying
1: that about GameStop for a decade. I don't know how long this thing will still be here, but somehow,
0: <laughs> some
1: way. Uh, hopefully, this is what kills them. Jesus.
0: Uh, analysis. GameStop's NFT marketplace earns the company $45,000 in the first day. Nice. That's That's it? <laughs> <Jesus>. Big money.
2: <laughs> when when did they announce this? Like oh, how many no, days ago? God. Uh,
0: great one. question. It's on I think the tweet. officially
1: like uh this week? Tweets the oh,
0: as... Two days ago. Yeah. yeah, two days ago.
2: So let me see. So they climbed a bit today, their stock price. Uh they climbed mm-hmm. a bit since they announced
0: this, and then today they, they've been going down a bit. You can't trust GameStop's stock price to mean anything. <laughs> no, fair. I just wanted to see if this had
2: any effect on anything.
0: Um, I do like this t- article from Ars Technica though, which is like they made forty-five thousand dollars from it on the first day, compared to their six billion dollars in net sales or sixteen point five million dollars per day. <laughs> so you can see that this is a big percentage of their overall profit. Percentage. Yeah, it's a real winner. It's a real winner. Holy shit! Well,
2: right. um, I guess eat my ass, GameStop. Uh, go fuck yourselves.
0: So speaking of the downward trends of gaming and like I said, my cynicism shield is like at full power and nothing can hurt me anymore since I don't believe in anything. My heroes are ghosts and they're all dead. So uh, the moving on to my personal hero, uh, I'm displeased to say has betrayed me. And the list of heroes that I look up to dwindles even smaller is Unity. So Unity if you may or may not know of them, has been a powerhouse force in the world of game development for quite a while now, really picking up steam when I was in college way back when. Uh, Let me look up their first release. I think it was like 2011, I want to say. Let's see. Something like that. So It was first released in 2005, really picked up steam by the end of 2010, or like beginning of 2010, and a super cool product. It was game-changing, literally, in how things got developed because it exposed game development to so many people. And since then, there's been a massive culture built up around Unity. There's Unity conferences. There's Unity um, you know, certificates that you can get online. There's official Unity courses. You can learn the tool. You can build things. They've partnered with movie studios. Um, they've partnered with AAA. They've partnered with indies. They've partnered with everyone. And they've really become synonymous with just like game making unity is game making right yes sometimes
1: sometimes because of their licensing uh synonymous with bad game making because (laughs) if you're using the tool for free the the unity lady the unity logo is the first thing you see which doesn't exactly help brand perception
0: but yeah uh, if you don't have a pro version of unity you are stuck with the unity logo so that's just (laughs) like hey here's my free unity project but like I'm fine with that. That's student yeah. projects. All the student projects. I mean, there's obviously some of those people that then try and flip those student projects there's for a, twenty dollars on Steam. Yeah. But yep,
1: there's a there's a terrible asset flip fighting game using a, a Unity essentially prepackaged fighting game engine in Unity you can actually buy right now on the Switch. <laughs> if you're so inclined.
0: So things were going pretty great for Unity, and I've been an evangelist for Unity for a long time because I like when I do game jams or I'm starting up projects, Unity is who I turn to. They're the tool I like to open up. They're the tool I like to use. And not just because of like the familiarity I have with the tool, but also because of their like community. Like they have a massive um, like well-documented well-questioned thread that has like a ton of answers like i don't know there's a bunch of people that use unity and if you ever want to figure out how to do something the answer's out there like just because of the sheer number of people to use it
2: that and, i said, mean like not for nothing like you know they're they're behind like they're they're foundational like some fucking big games out there like fall guys and among us
1: yeah there are yeah. a lot of games that you would not know run on unity
0: yeah. And um yeah, there definitely is. And they make professional products. I think a lot of people Genshin Impact. Yep. <laughs> there you go. So one thing that's really sad to me is that uh Unity in their in their quest for growth, like they've like fallen under the capitalist sort of like train, right? Where it's not good enough to just make a good tool and improve upon it year after year. It's not good enough to like try and court other types of developers and like break into other spaces and it's not good enough to just you know keep up with technology trends no the secret to any successful company is you have to grow your revenue base like number has to go up ever
1: infinite growth
0: chase the dragon so over the years they've expanded the size of their company by like thousands and thousands we've, you know we've talked
1: all. about on this podcast their deals with the government for military simulators
0: <laughs> and in 2014 i think it was um they decided to hand the reins of the company over to uh a former ea executive former and ceo
1: i believe of ea a
0: former ceo and if ea knows one thing it's how to drive a company's goodwill into the fucking dumpster. Yeah, so, if all
1: the if all the stuff we've talked about and are about to talk about about Unity sound familiar, it's because this was the dude that was the head of EA when EA was at
2: its worst. <laughs> also, because this is this is sort of uh, arch- archetypical of like these companies just eating shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So EA, or sorry, Unity has been, like, doing a bunch of, like, acquisitions in the past couple of years, trying to, like, expand the space of, like, movies, like, yeah. movie development. Try
1: to, try to match the moves uh, Epic is doing with Unreal.
0: Exactly. So Epic is their main competitor, and Unreal is funded entirely by Fortnite. So so Unreal doesn't have to rely on... They got on, Fortnite money. Yeah, they got Fortnite money to do whatever they have fuck they want <laughs> they don't they don't need to do anything like weird or shady they don't need to so, charge shit for this so for and these what days unity, they're getting
1: that disney money
0: so what unity did they did a double whammy of like pretty shitty things in the past like month that a lot of people are upset about and like i realize that it's a weird disconnect between like someone hired in 2014 and now but I promise you, listener, this has been working towards this, and this trend is only going to get worse over the next couple of years. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, uh, in the end of June, they laid off a ton of people that have been working in the AI I space. Like,
1: I think it was like four percent of their total workforce is like two hundred people.
0: Which was like three hundred people. Yeah. It's like <laughs> most the engineers. And they,
1: they did it like two weeks after saying we're not gonna be laying anybody off.
0: Yeah, the CEO went on a call and said, Hey. We're not laying anyone off. We're financially in a great place. And then two weeks later, they just invited people one on one into meetings and just lay them all off over time. So Fun. they restructured away from AI and other engineering tech because, yep. you know, things that would feed Which, into the engine to yeah, make the engine better. A, that's and specifically, not
1: important. specifically, this AI department was a whole initiative Unity announced in like helping to use AI tools to like make. The development tools better and easier to use and like if you go to that and they announced this as like a big proper initiative and if you go to that web page there's a for that announcement there's a thing at the bottom where it's like our team and it's a collage of people and every single person that photo is uh no longer working at unity which is just depressing it's just here's here's our big here's our big developments and finally updating our tooling for ease of use and all kinds of other yep. like stuff. Anyway, forget about that. Sorry, I guess you guys don't work here anymore.
0: And then the news today or yesterday um, was that Unity, since they're in such financial great shape, has decided to flex their money muscle and buy a <laughs> buy a pack like installation packager called Iron Source, Boy. which is just which has historically been known as the package installer group that allowed like crazy malware-esque things to download into yeah. your computer. Like, Iron Source is like... I saw
1: some people react to kind of the reactions to this news and being like, what do you mean they're an adware company? That doesn't sound correct. And it's like, no, no, no. Iron Source is a straight up adware company. Yes. They, if you've ever gone to a download page... From like, say, the first result on Google, because the sponsored result is the top result. And instead of going to the Chrome download page, you go to a, like, downloadb.net Chrome 2018 or whatever. And you download an installer that also installs toolbars and shit. Congratulations, you clicked a link from Iron Source. You're a
2: customer.
1: <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, they're also the yep. company behind the widely spread uh, fake Windows installer for Snapchat. If you've ever seen or heard or encountered that, that is also Iron Source. Uh, they've in recent times pivoted out of that, and Iron Source had acquired other like mobile and app marketing companies and monetization people, and so that's the like angle Unity is leaning in when they announce this of like just the worst corporate speak you've ever heard. To oh, like it gets worse Quote... So- To just like, they bring a proven record of helping creators focus on what creators do best, bringing great apps and user experiences to life while enabling business expansion in the app economy. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs)
0: I'll tell you what it means. It means Uh, that Unity is using this as a really easily like clear false pretense to get at the game's ad dollars. You make a game in Unity and you're not making ad money. That's the ad money Unity could be getting. How dare yep. you? <laughs> yeah, and so like just- Unity
1: Unity already has Unity ads, which was already sort of this. And now they're right. just like, hey, we're going to spend $4 billion on a company that also spent a bunch of other... Also, yes, they spent $4 billion uh, on a company that also has a bunch of basically ad tracking, monetization, data harvesting shit in apps, so we can
2: just integrate that into Unity. So essentially, instead of uh, creating uh, a, a source of revenue, they're they're buying one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is exactly correct. So and this benefits none of the developers. This benefits none of the consumers. Like this is strictly no, this is a dragon horde move. Like this is what dragons do. This is a dragon move and it sucks shit and it makes and me mad not in a cool way. No. No, I mean, I, it, I say the words dragon, which sounds cool, but dragons are realistically giant, horrible monsters that sit on piles of gold and hoard wealth until <laughs> until they die. Until the heat
1: <laughs> death of the universe, yeah. Yeah. It's like this fucking... Just like, I never would have imagined a world where Weta Workshops was partnered with an adware company, you know? And like, that's now, they're now under the same umbrella, unity of all places.
0: Let me tell you a little story about Unity's John Tello. I don't actually know how to pronounce his name, that's what I'm going to call him. John Richie Rich says that, uh, that's, uh, let me read this quote, <clears throat> Ferrari and some of the other high-end car manufacturers will, use, will still use clay and carving knives. It's a very small portion of the game industry that works that way, and some of these people are my what? favorite people in the world to fight with. They're the most beautiful and pure, brilliant people. They're also some of the biggest fucking idiots. And (laughs) so this industry divides between those who still hold to that philosophy and those who massively embrace how to figure out what makes a successful product. And I don't know a successful artist anywhere that doesn't care about what their player thinks. This is where this cycle of feedback comes back and they can choose to ignore it, but to choose to not know it all is not a great call. So like, so again, if this this guy sounds, if this philosophy
1: sounds like online pass era, 2014 ass EA, Congratulations. Because it sure <laughs> it's the a same reason for guy.
2: <laughs> it's just it's just this complete disdain for anything existing for its own sake. That I yeah, exactly. it always gets me.
0: Yeah. Yes. Like when I when I first read this like quote, I was like, imagine how many people use Unity as students. How many people use it as, you know, like indie projects? Like, you know, how the many assumption here is that co- if you're not thinking about money, then your game is useless. Yeah. And it's, like, it's, the, it's the idea
1: that art is money. not art unless it makes money. And like, that's just right. bonkers. That's like so yeah. fucking backwards and insulting. Like, you know yes. how many of the coolest experiences I've had in games have been games that like exist to not make money? It's been like going right. through the like humble, the like itch.io bundle for like Black Lives or whatever, the most recent one for abortion funding and just like playing mm-hmm. random stuff. That's like, hey, yeah. here's a two minute long experience thing that somebody made. And it's like, oh, look, I found the art gallery. Finally, like it's there so refreshing it was. to see. And then all of these games or almost all of them are on Unity because it's the easiest thing to make a small art project with.
0: Yeah exactly. Unreal's
1: gotten pretty good at that, but it's still a certain magnitude larger, generally speaking, in terms of the tooling it enables you to do, that it can be yeah, kind intensive. of hard to make something tiny like Unity lets you do. And like, what's the what's that open source fork that people like? That, that, that people like? There's this Unity alternative I've like that's been slowly building steam, and I don't remember the name of it, but I know I've seen a lot of people just like
0: um i don't know i've never heard of that i'm I'm sure it exists and it's out there the problem with pulling off of unity at this point is uh a lot of competitors that aren't unreal uh really suck <laughs> like a lot of the tool chains out there once you get into them you realize because they haven't been developed for 16 years are missing a yeah. lot of features the one, I,
1: the one i'm thinking <laughs> of is godot
0: Yeah, yeah, or Godot. I I'm not sure if it's Godot or Godot. Yeah, I don't know. I pronounce it Godot just because of the like waiting for Godot. I think it's spelled that way. Um, but it might be Godot. But that that um engine's great. It's just missing a lot of things, and it probably can't support 3D very well. (laughs) Um,
1: yeah, it just I I've definitely seen a growing amount, like especially in over the past couple years, because of the things Unity's been doing. Of like, let's just fucking move to Godot, or because it's what unity was at one point, <laughs> small yep. creator focused stuff.
2: Yeah, Maybe we can see the same thing play out
0: again in like 10, 15 years. There's that cynicism shield at full power, <laughs> making sure that it shields what up, Tim, gents. what Tim <laughs> just said, can't hurt me, even though at my soul, I feel it. <laughs> um, And I think lastly, uh, Maddie Thorson creator of Celeste summed it up pretty good with just man, fuck unity. <laughs> uh, yep all right so moving on to the games you guys play any cool games tim tell us me tell us about your steam deck tim you're so excited about it you have it you're in the future
2: yeah you know it's it's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> no I, I love the thing resounding man. It's, excitement uh no it's i, I like, lost it <laughs> it fell in a lake
1: left it at the bus stop
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, i i've been uh i've been most i've still been playing like the same games i talked about last week which is like uh a bunch of roguelikes and i've mostly just been you know playing that a little bit after work or like in bed it's just nice to not be at my desk sometimes even though i spend eight hours of fucking day there um <laughs> but I, I i recently bought a, a one a one terabyte micro sd card oh um, yep nice so I hopefully won't have
0: to worry about any storage issues for a while. Um, That's a really good idea. I should totally do that. How much was that? Uh,
2: the one that I got is the the Sandisk Extreme, which is like the A2 like rating. Oh god, all these fucking numbers and letters, man. Uh, you got <laughs> the ed, like
1: when I was looking for stuff for my camera, I was like, I want something that I can at least do. Like I wasn't super. I was like, I don't need 500 megabit 4K megabit would be all right and it's like you look into the SD speed ratings and it's a god you think US you think USB standards are a nightmare. Holy shit.
2: <laughs> do you do you want like four different fucking ratings for your micro yeah. SD card? For so I, and I got the, and
1: simultan- oh god sucks.
2: I got the Sandisk Extreme, the one terabyte which came out to like I think one fifty That's not bad. For yeah. uh on Prime Day. But the problem Most, with uh, pro- with Amazon is that everyone is like, yeah, they don't fucking sort their inventory correctly, so you might get a fake. And I don't have, <laughs> I don't have a micro SD uh, or like an SD card reader, so I haven't had the chance to test it. So I'm just gonna
0: hope for the best. Yeah, there you go. I like that. That's a good approach. I think I... like
1: the the <laughs> problem with fakes you'll run into is not necessarily speed; it'll just be raw capacity. You'll try to write something too large, and it'll fail for no reason because the OS will think there's room, but there actually isn't. It's
2: Good oh, fun. Um, um, I should probably order a, a card reader. Hold on, just gonna do that right <laughs> now. <laughs> I
1: mean, that's just more useful because it'll probably be if you want to like really load it with shit, it'll probably be faster than using the uh, onboard SD card interface in the yeah, processor. Yeah, no,
0: fair enough. I have a USB card reader that I liked, um, although oh, <laughs> in the time since I've used it, I feel like I've lost it. I need to remember where it is. I think it's in my laptop bag um where is it yeah yeah they're super cheap the usb sd card readers i'm sure you can find one yeah it probably was even just this one that's like eight bucks yeah and
1: like you know i know you can plug a mouse and keyboard into a steam deck and like use it to manage files that way but i feel like that shit would be there's, easier on
2: a computer there's like a, a bunch of accessories that i've been thinking of getting um there is like this uh a bluetooth keyboard that like it trifolds um Ooh. and it has like a trackpad and i was looking at that and it's like 50 bucks and i was like mm,
0: maybe i ha- i i might wait for it to be on like a little bit of a steeper discount but yeah bought- it's um I bought this thing I just linked and I was very happy with it. Uh um, oh, sixty-five watt AC adapter? Yeah. It, oh it, is it Dock? It's, yeah, it's basically a dock. Um but yeah, yeah it a, allows like you to dock. like yeah, plugs into USB cables, um, and then it has the USB three like power can plug right out of it. So you can charge the Steam Deck off of this and then it also has <laughs> uh, they, an HDMI out.
1: That's a like a good alternative until they eventually ship Have a real of dock, the real dock, exactly.
0: Yeah. Which yeah, they, they delayed. They delayed the scum. What's it like, next year? I think so, yeah. I don't, I don't even know if they, they, even
1: they, they announced a delayed date. They just said it wouldn't be
2: now. That's fine. <laughs> Which
0: Delayed yeah. indefinitely, according to their <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. Good.
2: Yeah, I'm just, uh, I think it's, you know, we're going to be seeing more accessories. You know, they're, they're getting, like, you know, cases out there. Um, I'm sure we're going to see different grips. I'd, I'd like to see, like, battery pack attachments you know something yep. like that
0: yeah i want one of those uh Game Boy lights with the little like it's like the like worm light screw oh you know, like it sits <laughs> over my thing it doesn't you do anything the, uh... but it's nice
1: yeah. <laughs> watch the uh the the linus tech tips video second time they mentioned them today where they added a uh like hot rotted a cpu cooler onto it so it like sticks out i saw that in an
2: unrelated video and it actually uh,
1: does a really good job of, like, it like drops the CPU temperatures like 10 degrees just because it's a bigger cooler, which then lets it throttle higher for the same temperature.
2: Yeah, Andrew, so are you uh, a little
0: surprised at, like, how much you can feel the heat on, like, the right-hand side? Uh, yes. Uh, it gets really hot, but it depends on how long you play it. I feel like it takes a bit to heat up, but if you're playing so it for, like, an the, hour, um... it gets, like... I played Vampire Survivors for, like two hours one night and like by the end of that second hour it's just like <laughs> i felt like the thing was gonna burn up but i think There's... the fan
2: curve is the fan curve is it's is
0: update?
1: i think the fan is by default fairly under target because it's a very because it's just a, it's a small blower fan right so it'll get very loud I th- i'm pretty sure by default it's a pretty uh shallow curve
2: we should probably i'm not worried that. about yeah well, oh, sure. you, yeah, mentioned, I'm sure they've you mentioned it, it burning
1: up because, like, I've I've definitely seen some stuff where, like, it definitely flirts with the limit of how hot you can let a surface on an electronic device get before you have to start putting wor- warning labels on it. You know, somewhere you around that f- somewhere can around can that, like fifty it. degree Celsius mark where it can actually start burning you over prolonged periods. It's like it's like yeah, right nothing- under there.
2: <laughs> It's, it's like it it does heat up a little bit like no, it, nothing like if you're holding it like I feel like as as intended you're never going to feel it but sometimes my my like my right hand goes a little close to the vent fan Yeah or
1: you put it or you put it down on your lap while you're sitting or whatever to readjust position
2: and it's like oh fuck Yeah I wouldn't say anything like hotter than like your standard issue fucking
0: laptop but like it's still like ah oh, yeah this is uh, this is warmer than the switch Yeah yeah, I mean the Switch never runs HUD, like ever, but also the Switch <laughs> doesn't try hard. No, well, the it's... Switch is also uh,
1: was also is also Oops. using a when it was new or when it was released an end of life Tegra chip, whereas
2: the uh, yep
1: brand spanking new APU in that Steam Deck sure is exciting, at least in terms of portable power.
2: But yeah, I'm loving it so far. I'm probably gonna play all of God of War on it eventually. I'm probably, I'm thinking of doing another Elden Ring run. I really want to. I really wanted to play Path of Exile on it, but I'm waiting for like maybe another league to start next month. Um, I'm I'm just looking forward to you know funning around. I got I got a, a trip planned to Philly next like at the end of the month, and I think it's really it's really gonna shine there. Do you um does Path of
0: Exile have controller support?
2: I think they added in in the most recent league. Um, oh cool they they had it for like their console release but they never like you know backboarded it but <laughs> i i think they finally got around to it
1: yeah. they were too busy did, adding
2: more shit
1: they did the blizzard thing of like we made this really good console interface and they just never put it in diablo 3
2: for real on pc so. except they actually did this time
1: that's that's actually really good to hear because jesus
2: <laughs> and i i mean i'm personally just waiting for like i don't know i guess company other companies like devs to get on board with like their anti-cheat stuff to try out like other games um instead of like having to i don't know
0: dual boot like have windows on there cause it was I a pain to set up but now that it's up and running it seems fine how are the things oh, go ahead. How's 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 the battery when you're when you're running shit through windows it seems fine. It seems the same to me. I mean, it didn't I mean it's always not great, power. but <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, when I was on Windows, it was plugged in most of the time because that was like my pseudo desktop <laughs> creation. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I did like, um, they, there is no native dual boot, but you can just use BIOS booting and it's really easy to enter the BIOS where you hold down the volume down button and you hit the power button. And I'm like, this is the easiest enter the BIOS I've ever seen on anything.
2: I don't have to hit like three different buttons and like contort <laughs> my hand. Yeah, mash and you don't have delete, to like catch
0: two.
1: <laughs> hope you catch catch the, the
2: button as it's booting up and like slam it. Hope you hope not, you don't miss not it. Not sure, quite not quite sure on on what the timing is and hoping I don't fuck this up. Oh yeah, yeah. no.
1: Whenever I need to get into my BIOS, I'm rebooting and I am just alternating like. It's like F2 and delete. I am just da, 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 gotta da, be I'm one of these windows, buttons, right? The yeah, <laughs> I'll hit this window. Don't want to miss yeah, it.
0: Yeah. The Steam Deck you just power it's down, hit the power or volume down, hit the power button it turns on right Actually, into
1: Actually, to, to like make it easier, Great. in my BIOS there's an option to like deliver to like literally hang slightly longer at BIOS loading. <laughs> no, no, why would longer. you
2: turn that like, on? I I, I
1: want it to just 2 seconds. Just a two-second
2: window. <laughs> Playing on baby mode, BIOS. Playing on a hard mode to get into my fucking BIOS settings. <laughs> yeah, I want it, it up, to pass actually. by
0: before it's... the fucking monitor even, even loads up. If your BIOS centering isn't a frame-perfect trick, like, what are you even yeah. doing? You're never going to make it in Street Fighter Six. <laughs> um, Bring
1: BIOS booting to GDQ. Oh yeah, uh, love the Steam Deck.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's I haven't really touched mine since I got back from vacation, but I've been busy with a bunch of random things. So um, well, you, have yeah, it. you have it. I'm excited to look and use it some more. I need more good use cases. I, I want to start playing Hearthstone on it um, when that expansion comes out. And that's going to be an experience because that will be in Windows and making sure that all works. I have been
2: fiddling with um, some not like Steam Deck verified games. I mean, Revita is the one that I've been playing a lot of, and that's not Steam Deck verified. But like ProtonDB has been like fantastic to yep. check. Like, hey, this doesn't say it's verified at all. Is this going to be okay? And there are like people on there like, yeah, text size might be a little small, controls might be a little wonky. Here's what I did, and it's 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 like a fantastic resource if you get a Steam Deck, uh, ProtonDB. Um, just just an amazing like community driven website for like seeing like configs or like any any tweaks
0: cool i'll definitely check this
2: out like rune factory 5 came out what today and there's already like people on there being like yeah uh the cutscenes are fucked up um but otherwise it runs okay
0: rune factory came out today for uh for pc yeah for pc oh for pc i was like isn't that Hold the news, but yeah,
1: okay. Actually, uh, I, I, God, given given those issues, I wonder how well it would run Switch emulated on the Steam Deck. <laughs> but <By> comparison,
0: <to laughs> I mean, people,
2: people have been doing it, um, so it's gonna it's gonna be doing okay. Yeah.
0: Um, are oh, gonna say, oh, Daniel, tell us about Snap? How you Marvel how you Snap? snap.
1: I got an email at the start of the week, like, hey, welcome to the Android beta, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I forgot I signed up for it.
2: I and actually I did the same thing happen to me with the exoprimal closed network test and also I didn't play that because <laughs> I'm...
1: Uh, Marvel Snap is okay. It definitely feels um it definitely like it's it's a game that is that like definitely feels like a beta and not just because there's like weird issues with like menus hanging out after you close them.
2: <laughs> this isn't a this isn't a, a quote unquote way. beta. This is this, this is, is a like beta. They're
1: they're testing stuff. Uh yeah. My main my my first issue with it, all right, is that as a Marvel property, more importantly, one that Marvel. is pulling one that is pulling specifically from the comics. This has a comic book presentation, which means it looks and feels like I'm playing City of Heroes. <laughs> in that memory. In that all the fonts yeah, are comic sans and the cutouts are all comic panels. It feels like a like a mid-2010s, first-gen good mobile game, like a Puzzle and Dragon in how its UI is. It's like, wow, this is, I feel like I've kind of fallen back in time a little bit with how all this is like laid out and works. But as for the actual game, it's interesting. I don't know um, how much I care about PvP-only card games anymore, especially yeah. online. Yeah, because I just like I realized like I, I tried Magic Arena when it was first out and I liked it. But also it made me realize that like
2: I don't
1: care about playing competitive cards anymore.
2: Yeah, it's it just seems like a lot of work to, I, like, I miss to look at the meta and stuff. It's like, oh, the thing I
1: actually <laughs> like about just playing Magic. Yeah, the thing I actually like about playing Magic is just like I just built the thing and I'm ha- using it as an excuse to hang out with friends.
2: Yeah, and yeah, so st- like, or like oh I just built a thing and I'm getting fucking dis- demolished at Friday Night Magic. This is great by people like yeah. twice my age. I'm I mean this is
1: my- th- this <laughs> is why I mean th- these are all reasons why commander took off so big. It's cuz it's exactly it can be exactly still tabletop magic, kitchen table magic. But like so Marvel Snap's main thing is that it's supposed to be very quick, which it is. It's six turns. Uh you gain like one energy per turn and there are three zones you can play cards in. Uh, what Each of those zones will have a different effect. Uh, some of them will be like uh, one power heroes here gain plus one power or um, can't play cards here on the second, third and fourth turns or after turn four or stuff like that. And those effects reveal one at a time acro- over the first three turns from left to right. And then your deck, your cards, you have some vanilla creatures that, like, oh, this guy, like, uh, Cyclops costs three and has four power. And that power adds up when you play them on each space. And whoever has the most power in that space owns it. If you own two out of three of the spaces, you win at the end of the sixth turn, you win the game. So it's very quick. Uh, Some of the cards have abilities. Some of them, like, when you enter play, like, oh, if this was, like, Medusa, you play her in the middle spot, she gets plus two power uh like uh iron man has a thing where like oh ongoing you just double the power of your cards in this space and so it's very much i don't know like it's a game where played maybe a dozen matches i'm pretty sure all of them were against bots
0: <laughs> yeah probably
1: like they all had single first english names and they weren't yes, like those normal names. Yeah. They, it was like,
2: Is I played it, against,
1: I played two games against different Gwyndolins. And I was like, that's not a, this isn't a real yeah, pretty, person.
2: Pretty common pr- pretty so, common name, right?
1: Yeah. And like, they're pretty good bots because it took me a while to figure out that they were bots because they have variable turn times. And most of the time made the correct or what felt like a correct move. But like, it's hard to tell if it's the correct move. Because the way the resources work, there's no, like, in Hearthstone, for example, you can ramp your mana crystals and play above curve, which is a big thing in that game. This game, you can't. So, you end up in a lot of situations where it's like, I'm not sure, because of the short length of the game, there's only ever six turns, what the correct move is. It A lot of times felt like, I'm just, and playing against a bot, and again, I won every single game. Sometimes they felt pretty close until the end where it's like, why did they do that? And it's like, sometimes it's like, maybe they did that because of this. And it just worked out my favor. But it was hard. Again, it was like hard to tell if I was making the right moves in part because of the, the, the energy curve meant that most of the time you never really have a situation where, oh, I'm going to save up energy and like dump four cards or whatever, because you only ever have six energy and, like, yep. okay, I could play it, but, like, and like, there's no, like, oh, I play this spell and draw two cards. There's some cards that, like, you play it, and you draw a new one from your deck of, I think, 12 cards? 10 cards? Uh, sometimes you, um, uh, like, Sentinel play a card, and you just get another Sentinel. It just creates a new one in your hand, which is neat. And, like, there's some combos, like, what's his name? Kazan, Kazan, Kazar, the dude in the, the fucking Tarzan clone in the Savage Lands, uh, He has a thing, he like costs four, but like gives a power buff to all your one cost creatures. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do that. And like Ant-Man has a thing where if he's played on a spot with three other cards, he gets a big power boost, but it's like, I can build this combo, but that means that most of the time I'm playing way behind curve because I'm playing a lot of one power creatures, which doesn't do anything most of the time they have like two or three power and as soon as you move up to like two and three energy cost creatures they have like three four five power or an ability that's useful so and so compared with the the way the ai bots were playing against me it it just like i never knew if what i was doing was like good
2: i mean it it sounds like just because of the game length even and it, it does it does it feels like it might be missing the satisfaction of knowing that you outplayed somebody yeah yes. it's
1: like it's it's weird it's like you always i always felt like i was on the cusp of like maybe feeling like i had a strategy because i was like thinking about stuff but then also i was realizing that like i don't think it matters <laughs> because yeah. like like you know, the, you just post this image of the Nova card. When this is destroyed, give your other cards one power. I never once ran into a single card that destroyed another card because the way you get more cards <laughs> yeah. is you rank up your current cards, and they just get seem to get experience at the end of a battle, like at random. It's like a card you played will just like get experience, and you can spend the game's free currency and the rank up experience to improve them. What does improving them do? It's entirely visual. The first improvement, they go to a green border the second improvements they like they get like a a frame break art where like the the character portrait spills out of the frame a little bit looks kind of nice and the final form it's like 3d art and you can like move your phone and like see the background and stuff and like every time you do that your collection level goes up and as your collection level goes up you unlock more cards and so it feels like it's part of the way it's like stuck in this weird space where it wants to be a trading card game where you're playing cards against people but it also wants to be a collection game where it's all about like there are a bunch of these on phones where you are literally just collecting digital versions of like a physical card set and it's all about just like look at my crazy cool moves when i move my phone like uh, uh i don't
0: know <laughs> that's wild undertaker. Oh, undertaker i mean fr-
2: from like from the brief time that i played well i don't know how brief it was uh, where i played hearthstone and rune terra uh, um like there, I got a lot of satisfaction. What what kept me going for like the the time that I played was was the the feeling that I played somebody. But with the truncated length and the sound like where it we're, it sounds like you're not even like strategizing sometimes, or so you just but yeah, throwing it's, stuff it's up hard. Up there. It's hard. It's like that, that feeling isn't there.
1: Especially this early where you don't have a, where I don't don't have access to a lot of stuff and a lot of the bots have the exact same cards you do because it is trying to fairly match you against like you're not random. Right. Like I didn't run into a bot that just has like shit I've never seen before <laughs> which is nice but it's also like all right we have all mostly equivalent things so it should come down to strategy but then I'm on a game where all right the first thing says it's going to turn into a different one. it's going to copy one of the other two field positions on turn four great. So I don't so this does nothing in turn four where it will do something random. Second field yep. thing comes up. Oh, I'm gonna turn into a random stage element on stage four. Great! That'll be fun. So I'll have a random space and a space that'll turn into another space. Cool. Turn three comes up. Third place reveals. Can't play cards here after turn four. Guess what the first stage randomed into. So it was this weird thing where like, okay, I guess randomly I'm like, okay, for turn three, I'm hedging my bets that turn one, that place one is going to turn into the third stage and not the random one. And then the random one turned into like something that didn't matter on the turn. And it was just like, okay, I could strategize around this, but having mostly the same cards as my opponent... And not feeling like there's much of a strategy because most of these cards just give themselves a flat power buff. And like the outplay comes on the last turn where I'm either dropping mm-hmm. the Hulk for 11 power or I'm dropping a four and a two or two threes because I have energy to do that. No, <laughs> it's just, it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's okay.
0: It's okay. Yeah. I want to. My my notes about it, from what I understand, is that, one, the strategy that you're developing for your deck is before the game even starts. Yeah. And that the winning moment is one moment and every game there's one moment that you either win or lose the entire match and so yes. like you said tim what's frustrating compared to board-based games where you get multiple opportunities to try and like play against your opponent and like you know take advantage of the resources you have because of snaps wise it's built around that like one turn board swing and your strategy going into that game uh, is kind of set. The only thing that's variance from game to game is those locations. There's like 40 locations, and like Daniel was mentioning, you know, they get revealed each turn until all three are revealed. And then the question is like, how do I maintain my strategy with these locations? Yes, and. If my strategy includes like disrupting the opponent, how can I still do that with these three locations? Cuz sometimes so, like, some of
1: those those yeah. locations are really cool. There's one where it's just like whoever has the most cards here period gets plus 100 power. So on yeah. that stage it does not matter what you play there as long as you have more. It only matter your power only matters when you match. But that just means that, like, against all the, I guess, bots I played against, okay, first four cards of the game, we're just
2: just fucking putting them there. I mean, this just doesn't sound, and I'm sorry if this sounds, like, really harsh. This doesn't sound fun. I think it sounds
0: fun in short, small doses, but I don't know. This is not a competitive
2: uh, game.
1: I played it once. I played it for that first day, and I didn't feel the urge to go back.
0: Yeah. But that's yeah. because
1: I think early on, because it is entirely AI, my my deck, my whole game plan is my deck build. You just don't have the tools early on to like build a strategy. I have the thing where like, okay, I can fit four one cost creatures in Kazar or whatever the fuck his name is. But like, that's only five cards. And then I have like four other dudes that just kind of exist at the top end of the curve. <laughs> and it's like, that's not right. really a deck, but like that's the closest you can get to a, a real strategy other than be efficient and hope your opponent isn't more efficient or
0: I do think that this game has a future because I think the Marvel name is really like po like hot right now. And like the card art and the like just the every single card has its own um has its own font. And I love the logos of every single card. Like the art, like the art alone on all the cards mm-hmm. is just so cool. And yeah, I think like the, the game has the, a lot going for it just for that alone. Like
1: the only thing I in this version of the game that you can spend money on is you can buy gold and you can use that gold to buy from a rotating catalog of variants. And variants are the exact same as a regular card, but they're just like a variant comic book cover. It's here's like... uh i don't know like cyclops but he's like a chibi version of him from some comic cover at some point in the past
2: yeah here's cyclops but he's more of an asshole (laughs) here's
0: cyclops but he still sucks hey uh, cyclops
1: Cyclops was right okay die on this hill
0: even cyclops card is bad he has no effects (laughs) he's just
1: (laughs) although he does have the cosmetic effect of if you're holding him waiting to play him he will optic blast your opponent which is like just a dumb thing, but I appreciate.
2: So, I mean, Andrew, it does. You, what you said that this game, you know, it does have like a future, but like I don't think that future is going to be the same anywhere, the same as like you know Hearthstone or, or Runeterra, because it, it does sound like it's going for like a less intensive, like personal personal investment. But but has Ben Brode
0: behind it. Ben Brode, the star developer,
2: it's pretty pretty solid. I mean, you can't argue that.
0: So, I don't know. I I don't know where the heart like the future of digital card games is. Every time I think about it, I get like confused that Hearthstone still exists. Like Hearthstone has a very slowly dying audience. Uh Rune Terra has a slightly like rising audience, but is already like leveled off, and I'm, like I don't know what this means for the future of digital card games. <laughs> um like I don't know if there's going to be another competitor that opens up the space or what, but I think what this game's trying to do is uh, court the non-like other card game players, or be something oh, that you so play, like or something you can play in between your other card games. Like if you yeah. were to play two card games, Too many card games, you only have the capacity for two. Like this could be your second because it requires very little investment. It'll be your to side your piece card game. Yeah, exactly. This this could be the ultimate side piece card game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like, and that's that's sort of what I I guess mean when I mention that it's like halfway in between a card game and just a collectible, yes. a card yeah, exactly. collector app. Because it it uh. like there is part of me that's like you know it is kind of cool to just like bling out like a Medusa because she's the only good inhuman. <laughs> like that's kind of cool, but also like you don't know, like Inhumans? No. Marvel didn't even Marvel didn't even like the Inhumans when they were using them to kill the mutants.
0: <laughs> As a brand, look at that logo for a Koye. Look at yeah. that font. It's awesome. That the K has a weird additional line on it. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I love all the, I love all the, co- maybe it's because I'm not a comic book person that all these logos look so cool to me because No, they do. Like they do. they to they them cool. often. They're
1: cool. It's like, and it just, yeah, the, the, the card collection aspect of it kind of stinks because it's tied to like this card game that doesn't really feel good to use the cards you like, because again, you yeah. don't get all the tool. You don't get a lot of tools right away. I love
0: this. I like uh, the Dr. Strange card move all your highest power cards to this location. Very thematic, very end game, the movie. Yeah. there's a, <laughs> like Mr.
1: Fun. Mr. Fantastic gives the two adjacent spaces plus two power, <laughs> 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 uh. which is good. But like, again, you start seeing, it's like, oh, I can start seeing strategy forming, but I have half a strategy because I'm still early and like, I'm not right. sure if it's yeah. fun to push And like, is that half. fun
0: playing with the half cards? yeah. Oh shit! There's Dracula. I forgot. Dracula's a Marvel property. <laughs> so is Santa.
1: I wonder if he'll show up. Uh,
0: well, that is gonna do it for us. Thank you so much, listener, for listening to the Funcast. Uh, I hope we didn't depress you too much with our talk about NFTs and poor Unity decisions and hacking, and instead reminded you buy a Steam Deck. It'll fill that hole in your heart. <laughs> Consume, please yes and 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 marvel properties there i know you've there isn't enough marvel properties out there so please endorse this one so that we can get more marvel out there no this is
1: the good one no no no, no, no. (laughs) go go up go up the chain play disney Mirrorverse. it's a pretty decent you know what actually
0: let's let's go back to the beginning of this podcast and you know what we should be doing reuse Daniel's tel- uh, telescope is the future. If you find a piece of trash on the road, turn it into something beautiful. That's true. Just for, just for you. That's that's,
2: that's a life lesson. That's Those are words to live by, folks. Reduce, reuse, right.
1: recycle!
2: Goodbye! Goodbye. <laughs> Bye! Video games! No. Okay. <laughs>